Welcome to Song and Plants. My name is Carmen Porter. Beta vulgaris is a herbaceous plant in the Amaranthaceae family. The wild ancestor of the subspecies vulgaris seems to be the subspecies maritimo, or sea beet, which is native to the Mediterranean, but has naturalized across Europe, the United Kingdom, India, North Africa, and parts of Asia. The leaves have been consumed as food and fodder, and the roots used medicinally since Babylonian times. The cultivation and selection process has brought about morphological variations. Beta vulgaris, subspecies vulgaris, consists of spinach beets, Swiss chard, garden beets or beetroots, fodder beets, mangelwurzel, and sugar beets. Spinach beets and Swiss chard are grown as a leaf crop. Chards have large, robust green leaves. Depending upon which variety or cultivar you're choosing to grow, the petioles may be red, yellow, pink, white, orange, or green. Cultivar options include names like Perpetual, Ford Hook Giant, Oriole Orange, and Ruby Red. Bright Lights, or Rainbow, is a mixed pack of cultivars featuring multiple petiole colors. Chards are often grown as an alternative to spinach, as they're less likely to bolt in the summer heat. Garden beets, or beet roots, were selected and cultivated from sea beets to have round or conical roots. Typically, the color is dark red, but yellow, white, and candy-striped are also common. The leaves are edible, but it's primarily grown as a root crop. Cultivar options include names like Bull's Blood, Cylindra, Avalanche, and Touchstone Gold. In a cold cellar or similar cool, humid conditions, beetroots can be enjoyed all winter long. Mango Vizelle and fodder beets were both developed to feed livestock, though they can be consumed like beetroots when they're small and tender. They vary in size, depending on growing conditions and cultivar selection, but tend to be large, have high sugar content, and store well. The root shape varies from cylindrical or conical to spherical. Some cultivars like mammoth red mangle can grow to be particularly massive and weigh up to 20 pounds. Mangles or mangolds fell out of favor with the industrialization of farming practices. The growing popularity of homesteading, however, is bringing this heirloom staple crop back into modern gardens and feed troughs. Sugar beets are a more modern emergence. In the mid-18th century, the King of Prussia took interest in the development of local sugar sources. It was discovered that beet sugar could be refined to produce sugar crystals similar to that of sugarcane. White beets were found to have the highest sucrose content, at approximately 1.5% dry weight. The highest sugar-yielding mangovazelle varieties were selected, and by the beginning of the 1800s, the sugars had increased to 6% dry weight. 
Napoleon took interest in these developments and put funding into further breeding and the refining process of sugar beets in France. Due to the Haitian Revolution interrupting the availability of cane sugar and numerous political conflicts in Europe, sugar beet production continued to advance. The modern-day sugar beet can contain up to 20% sucrose. Similar to their parentage, sugar beets tend to be conical with green leaves. The roots are white. The commercial processing and refining methods for sugar beets are complicated and require fancy equipment and chemicals. The small-scale home method can produce an unrefined syrup. The procedure involves shredding the sugar beets and boiling them in water. Then strain and squeeze out any remaining liquid. Continue to cook down that liquid until it has the consistency of honey. It has a sweet, earthy flavor. If you're considering purchasing sugar beet seed, be sure to buy from a source that does not sell genetically modified seeds. Genetically modified sugar beet seeds were developed by Monsanto to be resistant to their toxic herbicides. Unfortunately, they're currently dominating the large-scale sugar beet industry. If you're not intending to use Monsanto's chemical cocktails, I'd strongly suggest avoiding their seed creations. I tend to plant all my beta vulgaris seeds as soon as the soil is workable in the spring. They grow best in loose, well-drained soil with good fertility and adequate watering. They're a cool season crop, but can tolerate summer temperatures without bolting. I harvest baby beetroots as I thin to make more space for my storage beets to fill in. I harvest chard as I need it throughout the summer and autumn. The leaves are best used shortly after harvest, as they tend to wilt if kept too long. Both beet greens and chard can be frozen for winter consumption. There are few considerations if you're intending to save your own beta vulgaris seeds. They are biennial, so in colder climates, the best roots or plants must be dug, stored over winter just above freezing, then replanted in the spring to complete their life cycle. Beta vulgaris can tolerate frost, but a hard, prolonged freeze will damage or kill them. They're pollinated by the wind. Another point to consider is that Swiss chard, beetroot, mangle, and sugar beets can all cross-pollinate. So each crop must be separated by at least 800 meters, or half mile, or isolated by means of physical barriers that don't allow pollen to be taken by the wind. If you want to ensure seed viability, Allow 5 to 20 plants of the same heirloom variety to pollinate each other and then harvest the stalks when the corms turn from green to brown. They will continue to ripen if allowed to dry after harvest. Each corky corm contains multiple seeds. Under good storage conditions, seeds may remain viable for approximately 5 years. Beta vulgaris roots and greens are tasty and nutritious. They're a good source of carotenoids, which becomes vitamin A, B vitamins, vitamin K1, vitamin C, manganese, magnesium, iron, potassium, copper, and more. Similar to spinach, the leaves do contain moderate levels of oxalates or oxalic acid, so people who are prone to developing calcium oxalate kidney stones might want to be wary of overconsumption. The research regarding the correlation, however, is not yet conclusive. For the majority of people, beta vulgaris is a nutrient-rich and colorful addition to a balanced diet.
Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, or you just want to connect, head over to CarmenPorter.com.